What's up, everybody? My name is Skylar Treppel, and I am the producer of Three Rounds, our brand new Annenberg Media sports radio podcast, and things are about to get heated with some amazing debates. So make sure you stay tuned in. All right, everybody, welcome back to round four. We have surpassed the number in the title of the show of three rounds, our new Annenberg Media Sports Radio podcast this semester. I'm Skylar Treppel, host and producer, as you just heard in the introduction. We have with us today our amazing analyst, the awesome Avery Streeter, and the jamming Jack Hallinan. Guys, how are you doing today? Uh, would love. I know, Jack, you've been on before, but this is my first time with both of you, so would love to hear a little bit of an introduction uh, about yourselves, you know, what you guys are doing at USC, and then favorite sport and favorite sports moment. Yeah, I'm Jack Hallinan, freshman here at USC, studying, studying journalism. I'm a big soccer fan, so that's my favorite sport cool. to watch. Uh, but my favorite sport moment, actually, as a Cavs fan, was winning the 2016 NBA title. I got to be... At the Quicken Loans Arena, which is now Rocket Ooh, Mortgage Fieldhouse, the dang. night it happened. So, easily, Cleveland, easily this is for you. Yeah. How is that? Incredible. Absolutely incredible. That's special, man. That's an all-time moment. Awesome. Thanks for sharing that. Avery, what's good, man? Yeah, how's it going? My name is Avery Streeter. Uh, I'm a junior communication major here at USC. I'm excited to finally be able to do the show. I've been busy the last few weeks, so uh, got some time to clear up now. Um, my biggest sport that I follow and love is football. I'm a huge Philadelphia Eagles fan, so my favorite a uh, sports memory has to be the Eagles winning the Super Bowl back in 2018. Best nice. of my life right there. That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, very cool moment for sure. Philly special. <laughs> and uh, yes, I am a Brady fan, as we know. So that was a tough one. But got to give the respect <laughs> to the Eagles for sure. I'm Skylar Treppel. I think I've mentioned it before. Big Lakers fan and favorite moments of all time is um, Kobe Bryant's final game where he dropped 60 points. Uh, like Jack, I was also very fortunate to be there for that historic moment, flew out from Winnipeg, Canada, my home. So uh, very cool stuff for sure. Mamba forever. And uh, let's get into it. Three rounds. We got three amazing debates today. And as you guys know, um, three rounds work so that each debate is four minutes long with a timer, kind of like a boxing match. Um, and so we are going to set the timer and get going into our first debate. Our first debate is... Are the New England Patriots back in the AFC? Uh, they blew out the Cleveland Browns yesterday. They shut out the Atlanta Falcons. The defense is stellar for sure. Mac Jones is playing very well for a rookie. Um, but can they keep it up and are they truly back? So we're going to start. And Avery and Jack, I want to hear your opinions on this in three, two, one. Yeah, I agree with everything you said, Skylar. Um, but if you ask me if the Patriots are back in the AFC, I have to say... I'd say no right now. I think it's a bit too early to tell. Um, don't get me wrong. The Patriots are a really good team right now. They're 7-4, second in the AFC East. But um, if you just take a look at their schedule so far, see who they played. So their wins are against the Texans, who are currently 1-8. and eight. Um, They beat the Jets twice, who are 2-7. and seven. They beat the Chargers. That was a really good win. I'll give that to them. They beat the Panthers um, with Sam Darnold on that quarterback. I can't really credit them too much <laughs> for that. Um, and then, like you mentioned, they did blow out the Browns. That was a nice performance. Um but, you know, the Browns also didn't have Nick Chubb in that game. Baker Mayfield's been struggling. He's been banged up. I think he's dealing with, like, a foot, shoulder, and knee injury. So um, Still playing this weekend, though. Yeah, yeah, he is. He's a tough guy. Uh, and then, obviously, last night, um, blowing out the Falcons. But that was just an atrocious game to watch for the Falcons. Um, that offense has so many problems. But the Patriots defense did show up. Um, but, yeah, when you look at that, um, they put up some good efforts against the Cowboys and Bucks they played. But they didn't win. And if you want to ask if the Patriots are back in the AFC – 
if they're back to being a contender, you got to beat those good teams, those mm-hmm. top teams in the league. Um, and so what I'm really looking forward to is their the Patriots' upcoming schedule. They face the Titans. They play the Bills twice. And then they play the Colts, which also is probably going to be a good game. So um, I'm going to need to see if they can beat the Bills at least maybe once out of those two games. If they can beat the Titans, then I think we can um, have that conversation about the Patriots being back to being a contender in the AFC. And also, if you just take a look at the other AFC teams, um, the top teams right now, obviously there hasn't been really one top team what we're looking at as like a huge threat. But I'm, I'm not sure if they're better than the Titans right now. I'm not sure if they can beat the Ravens and Lamar Jackson. And then the Chiefs, who have had their struggles all season, um, seem to have found their footing, beating the Packers and blowing out the Raiders last week. So I just think it's a bit too early to tell if the Patriots are back in the AFC. I think they're a great team. They have all the momentum, but I think it's still too early to tell. It's that lack of a defined contender above every other team that makes me think, why not the Patriots, mm-hmm. right? You look at all of these AFC teams, and basically every team with a winning record in the AFC, you can point out a couple wins that say these guys are contenders, and you can point out a loss or two that says these guys are profoundly mediocre, right? Like the Bills uh, losing to the Jags and the Ravens losing to the Dolphins. It's, do, do these performances give us any more confidence that they will be the one, two, three seed over the Patriots, right? And this is a team in the Patriots that have gotten better throughout the season. I mean, you look at their embarrassing losses and they're early on against the Dolphins week one and the Saints week three. And sure, they haven't beaten a contender yet, but maybe, you know, some growing pains with Mac Jones. Now he's looking good, throwing the ball downfield. I see, you know, like looking at football outsiders, they've got the fifth best overall DVOA and fifth best defensive DVOA. So it's a team that, is well positioned to uh, make some real noise in these last few weeks as they play the Bills. It's, it's, I think it's going to be those two games in three weeks against the Bills that really show us this AFC picture because I think maybe my two favorites in the, in the AFC right now are the Bills and the Pats, and they just happen to be from the same division. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree for sure. Um, um, yeah, you made a good point. Like, why not the Patriots, right? Like, we've seen some questionable losses um, against these top teams. Ravens, like you said, losing to the Dolphins last week. So... Um, I think if the Patriots, you know, I think they're a playoff team for sure. I think they will make the playoffs. Um, but to be back in the AFC, I'm not sure if like if they if we can call them like contenders at this point. Yeah, I think it's still too still too early to tell. Like I mentioned, um, just an easy schedule so far. So yeah, these next few weeks will definitely be telling of whether or not the Patriots are for real uh, against the Bills and the Titans coming up. I think the last couple of weeks they they've started doing it with style points too, mm. in terms of just blowing out the Browns. Shutting out the Falcons. Sure, these aren't the hardest games, but they're winning them convincingly. That is true, yeah. Their last five games, the Patriots have outscored their opponents 175-50. to 50, Just Ooh. absolutely insane. All right, that is all the time we have for our first debate. Uh, that was really awesome, guys. Fantastic points raised all around. You know, Avery, uh, you are bringing up some great teams in the wide-open AFC. Jack, you're busting out the advanced defensive stats, man. Uh, that's great stuff, too. Yeah, this Patriots defense is scary. It, it is what Belichick does. Um, but, again, man, talking about the Patriots for me, it's like talking about an ex-girlfriend as a Brady <laughs> fan, you know. It's just weird, and I don't think they'll ever get back to any kind of dynasty level they had with Brady as we've seen him on the Bucks without Belichick. And we haven't seen Belichick achieve that same success, uh, but it's going to be really interesting to see. A dream Super Bowl matchup would be Brady-Belichick. I don't know if we're there quite yet, but uh, AFC is wide open. That's all I'll say, but I'm not betting against what Lamar Jackson's doing this season. Uh, in fact, Lamar Jackson might be having an MVP caliber season, so we are moving to the NBA to talk about another MVP favorite, a clear-cut MVP favorite right now, uh, Steph 
Curry, this guy is balling out. He's scoring 40 points a game. Warriors are first in the NBA, uh, but it's still early in the season, and some other players are having great performances as well, and so it is still early. So I'm very curious to hear your guys' thoughts. Is Steph Curry the MVP favorite? We are starting that debate in three, two, one. Every year when we look at the NBA MVP award, it's always kind of a balancing act between personal achievement and team success, right? Like, you can have a great player on a mediocre team, um, and that's probably not going to win the award. So when it comes to the NBA landscape right now, I think it is Steph Curry, just reasonably speaking, right? They're the uh, NBA team is probably most clearly exceeding their expectations going into the season, and even by Steph Curry standards, he's having a ridiculous season. This is the most uh, three-point shots made of any season through 15 games for him so far. He's putting this team on his back on a nightly basis with no Klay Thompson and a you know regressed Draymond Green from where he saw him five seasons ago. So there's good reason that Steph Curry is currently the odds-on favorite for the MVP. Uh, but I kind of wanted to make an argument for ex-Trojan DeMar DeRozan. He's mm-hmm. not going to be talked about probably too much when you're thinking about other contenders and Kevin Durant and maybe Nikola Jokic and Giannis, right? But he's... Fourth leading scorer in the league right now. One of the best ISO players in the league. He's made a huge step up from three compared to his career average. And this Bulls team has been great on defense. And, you know, some of these players, we don't necessarily associate them with uh, great defensive backgrounds like Zach Levine. But Caruso and Lonzo Ball are bringing this, like, new defensive mindset that Billy Donovan has instilled uh, in this Bulls team that other stars are buying into. So I can see if the Bulls finish out the season as a two-seed, a one-seed, I think DeMar DeRozan deserves to be in the conversation more than he is currently getting talked about. Yeah, you bring up a good point about DeMar DeRozan. Glad you've shown him some love. Um, mm-hmm. um, I definitely think he's in the MVP consideration, but when you talk about who's a favorite for MVP, I think Steph Curry's just in a tier of himself. Um, I mean, Leading the league in st- scoring right now with 29.5 points per game, averaging six rebounds, six and a half assists, shooting 46% from the field, 42% from three. He's just absolutely ridiculous. Um, obviously, he's uh, Golden State has the best record in the league right now, 13-2. and two. I mean, he's just unstoppable. Uh, you saw him beat the Nets a few nights ago. He dropped 37 on them and a win over KD in the Nets, dropping nine three-pointers. Um, and then last night against the Cavs, scoring 40 points, going on a 36-8 to eight run. Um, Curry having 20 of those points right there. So the Warriors are just, they're just unstoppable right now, and it's all thanks to Steph Curry. Um, and when you look at the Warriors, they really don't have any other big-name superstars on their roster. Obviously, you have Klay Thompson, who hasn't played yet. Um, and like you said, Draymond Green, not the same Draymond Green from years ago. So it's really Steph Curry and then everyone else. I mean, I'm not going to discredit the Warriors roster. They're playing really good basketball right now. The Jordan Poole is doing really well, Andrew Wiggins, Damian Lee, all them. But it's really just Steph Curry. When you talk about most valuable player, it's got to be Steph Curry right now. You know, for this one, guys, I'm jumping in. My passion for sports journalism is coming out too much. So we'll call this the triple threat round uh, since we are all in agreement for the first time. Rarely ever happens on this show. Uh, I got to say it's Steph Curry. I agree with what you guys are saying. First of all, let's give some credit to DeMar DeRozan. Um, He is leading the Chicago Bulls. He's fifth in the NBA in scoring with 26.6 points right now. The Chicago Bulls are third in the East at 10-5. and I don't think anyone could have uh, expected this start. And as a veteran and a former USC Trojan, uh, DeMar DeRozan is the clear-cut leader of that team, which is really special. You guys are bringing up Steph Curry. You're bringing up nine three-point games. And I got to bring up, it's incredible. 
So he has 37 games with nine three-pointers. The next closest players combined, including James Harden, Damian Lillard, Kobe Bryant, and J.R. Smith, all have less than 37 uh, total nine three-point games. And I think that really speaks to the absolute greatness of Steph Curry. He can go off for 40 points a night, and when I'm not watching the Lakers right now, I'm watching the Warriors to check on Curry. All right, that that ends our first uh, triple threat round. I know I jumped in there, so anything else you guys want to say on Curry before we move on to our final topic of the day? Yeah, I mean, just as a Cavs fan, last night was absolutely insane. I mean, the Cavs go into the fourth quarter leading that game, and we're missing Jared Allen and Evan Mobley and uh, Colin Sexton. I mean, it's a makeshift starting lineup that the Warriors are still losing to, and Curry just absolutely takes over. I mean, he's going to have probably – five to ten more of those moments this season, if I had to guess. Just crazy. Yeah, and I know we're all in agreement with Steph Curry right now, but also just going back to DeMar DeRozan, um, they still have, like, Zach Levine, um, Nikola Vucevic on that team. So I feel mm-hmm. like, you know, if you take DeMar DeRozan out of that equation, I don't think the Bulls are absolutely, like, tanking. We still got Zach Levine, who True. led them last year. But if you take Steph Curry off that Warriors roster right now, I don't – yeah, they're not a playoff yeah. team. That's a good point. And Clay coming back, going to be uh, crazy stuff. So we're going all around today. We're actually moving back to – football now uh we've talked about our mvp favorites we've talked about the afc it is now time to talk about the nfc and continuing with our california theme uh the los angeles rams they are the talk of the town right now they've added vaughn miller they've added odell beckham jr they obviously added matthew stafford in the offseason who's formed an incredible connection with cooper cup um so what i would love to hear from jack and avery you guys today is Should the Rams be the favorite in the NFC? So let's get started with our third and final round in three, two, one. I don't think we can, by any reasonable means, say that the Rams are the NFC favorites. I mean, they're not even leading their own division right now. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, who who are we to ever bet against Tom Brady and the Buccaneers? I know they've had their own issues in recent weeks, but like we saw last season, when it comes down to the playoffs, they just have the talents and the coaching and the experience to win out against basically any opponent. But we can't count the Rams out. I mean, this is still an extremely talented defensive team that's only gotten better with the addition of Von Miller. And, you know, Sean McVay is a coach who has brought the Rams to the Super Bowl with a far inferior quarterback to Matt Stafford. So this is this NFL season, I feel like, is a little bit more reminiscent of an NBA season than NFL seasons in years past where seeding... Um, is less important than talent, right? And I feel like with all the topsy-turviness of this NFL season, teams beating up on other teams, kind of like leave it to the playoffs to, to tell us who's really going to be there at the end of the line. And similar to the Bucks, although I'm not putting them ahead of the Bucks, the Rams have that kind of talent where at the end of the season, you can see them catching fire and just beating out better, not better coach teams, but teams are more consistent in the regular season just because they have the talent on both sides of the ball to do it. Because, you know, even though they've lost Robert Woods, Cooper Cup is having the best season probably of any wide receiver right now. So we can't count them out, simply put. Yeah, I agree with uh, with you what you said when you can't count them out. Um, but before the season started, I have the Rams and Bucks as my NFC championship pick. Um, but as of right now, um, no, the Rams are not NFC favorites. Um, first of all, we have to look at the loss of Robert Woods. It's a huge loss to the team. I don't think people mm-hmm. realize, people really truly realize how big of a loss that is. I think we saw that on Monday night against the 49ers, just how inefficient that offense looked without Robert Woods on the field alongside Cooper Cup. 
Um, Stafford threw two picks, averaged just uh, 5.9 yards per attempt, his shortest all season. So he, Robert Woods is just a key part of that offense. He's been there for a long time. Um, and then I think defenses are going to start to eye in on Cooper Cup a bit more. Um, yes, you have Odell Beckham Jr., but he's still new to the offense. I don't think he's that much of an offensive threat for the Rams. And then you look at the Rams, they've lost two straight. The first being to the Titans without Derrick Henry. I think that was a huge upset at home. And then you lost to Jimmy G and the 49ers, who lost to Colt McCoy and the Cardinals a week prior. So um, and there's definitely some defensive concerns with the Rams, too. They have a lot of big names on paper. Obviously, Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey getting Vaughn Miller. But um, if you saw that game on Monday night, you know, Debo Samuel was just running circles on that defense. Um, the 49ers just kept throwing over the middle. Rams could do nothing to stop it. So I think they have a lot of problems to address before we can start considering them to be the NFC favorites. And then, um, like you said, Jack, I think the Buccaneers are – they have to be the favorites in, in, in the NFC. Um, obviously, you can't you can't bet against Tom Brady. He's proven us wrong time and time again. Um, the Bucks have also lost two straight, like the Rams. But I just don't think in the playoffs anyone can beat a healthy Bucks team. You know, they brought all 22 of their Super Bowl starters back. Um, they've been without Antonio Brown and Gronk the past few weeks. Um, with Antonio Brown out, the Bucks have been one and three. So I think he's a huge part of the offense that people don't really seem to realize that. Um, and then also just the other top teams in the NFC, the Cardinals, who beat the Rams already, the Packers, the Cowboys. I'm just not sure the Rams, as presently constructed, can beat any of those teams in the playoffs. And they brought a lot of unneeded attention to them by signing Odell Beckham Jr. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, you could, as a Rams fan, you're obviously hoping that he's going to replace a little bit of Woods production and the Deshaun Jackson signing didn't really work out the way they wanted to. So maybe, like, you need another body in that receiver core. But... There's just every week the media is going to be like, what did Odell Beckham Jr. do this week? Mm -hmm. And if it's not exceptional, um, the Rams are going to catch a lot of negative attention when they maybe don't deserve it, right? So it's a little bit of a weird, like, we're all in. Let's go get Odell Beckham Jr. You were all in before you got Odell Beckham Jr. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that brings us to the end of our third round. Awesome stuff, guys. Uh, really great points for sure. I think that, you know, Odell Beckham Jr., when you're talking about how good Cooper Cup is, all he can do in the middle of the season is mess up the flow of the offense, unfortunately. Um, and OBJ is not back to form yet. We haven't seen him have a 100-yard receiving game in over two years. Um, I do think he can get there, but I think this season they had a good thing going and actually made it harder for them to beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I do think the Tampa Bay Buccaneers will go back to back with the 44-year-old ageless wonder Tom Brady. All right, everyone, that brings us to the end of our show today. Um, but as always, we love to go through what the main storylines we're looking forward to this week are. Uh, so for me personally, it's actually going to be seeing how the 44-year-old ageless wonder MVP favorite Tom Brady responds to two consecutive losses um, in prime time against the New York Giants on Monday night. Uh, he is still, you know, leading the NFL in every major passing category, um, but it's going to be really interesting to see how he rebounds, even with the Bucs only having three losses. It's Tom Brady. The expectations are high, and he's going to need to prove it on Monday night. So I'm very excited to see how that plays out and affects the, the overall perception of the Bucs' championship favorites. Uh, as a soccer fan, I'm always watching the Premier League. There were three coaching changes in the past couple weeks wow. uh, during the international break that uh, we just had. So this is the first week of Premier League action for a little while. And uh, with three new coaches at different uh, places in the table, I'm interested to see how the landscape might change. Yeah, and going back to football, American football, um, I'm interested in Cam <laughs> Newton and the Panthers. Um, yeah. Earlier this morning, it was actually announced he, would, he will officially start 
on Sunday against Washington. His Let's former go. coach, Ron Rivera. <laughs> so I'm really excited for that. Um, Cam Newton, obviously, last week he didn't start, but he scored two touchdowns. So I'm excited to see, um, you know, if he can provide some energy for this new Panther, for this Panthers team. Um, they're 5-5. Five and five. They're in the hunt right now, so maybe he can push them into the playoffs. Or is it going to be more of, are you going to be reminded why the Panthers got rid of him in the first place? So that's something I'm definitely going to be looking forward to. No kidding. It's beautiful to see Cam Newton back on the Panthers uh, after having an MVP season, leading them to the Super Bowl. And he really, really, other than Michael Vick, started this current wave of uh, Russian quarterbacks that we're seeing dual threats. So shout out to Cam Newton. And special shout out to Jack and Avery. You guys were fantastic analysts today. Uh, really brought the fire. Great points. Extremely impressive stuff. So uh, I really want to thank you two for coming on the show. That is all we have for three rounds today. So stay tuned for round five. Enjoy your Thanksgiving and stay safe. Peace out.